Season four of Formative is brought to you by the generous support of Macy's Inc., whose purpose is to create a brighter future with bold representation for underrepresented youth so we can realize the full potential of every one of us. Welcome to Formative, the show where today's leaders are interviewed by the leaders of tomorrow. Marvin Kreislav joins us on today's show. He's the president of Pace University, and he wants to build a nurturing and supportive environment where students grow and continue to thrive long after graduation. We are so glad to have him on today's show. Hello and welcome. I'm Rachel Gazdick, CEO of New York Edge, and my co-host today is Sunny from MS452K. Sunny, why don't you tell us about yourself? Good afternoon. My name is Sunny, and I'm 11 years old. I was born and raised in East New York, and I go to Frederick Douglass Academy 8. At my school, I serve as class representative in the school council. I like to draw, dance, collect manga books, and collect Sanrio merchandise. One day, I hope to be a neurologist and an investor, and I inspire to have a lot of exotic animals. Oh, my goodness. Why do you want exotic animals? It's like... I don't really like cats and dogs that much. I like like snakes and axolotls. But if I wanted a dog, I want big ones. But aren't you scared of snakes? Most people are scared of snakes. No, I no? like them, the big ones. All right. Have you touched a snake before? Yeah, I have a picture of me with one around my neck. And where did you get that snake? We went to a carnival for July 4th. Okay. All right. Well, I heard the Bronx Zoo has good snakes. The Bronx Zoo? But I don't know. Maybe they don't. I don't think they let you touch them, though, in the zoo. No. Yeah. Well, I can tell we need no help getting started here. Welcome to the show, Marvin Kreislauf from Pace University. Sonny, what's your first question? All right. Well, my first question is, how was it like prosecuting racial violence in police brutality cases in the 90s? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's going back a few years. I'm guessing that was even before you were born. Yeah. Um, Sadly, there is still a need to prosecute racial violence cases. And that's something that, you know, still is a challenge for us in this country. So I worked at the Justice Department in Washington, but I would go all around the country and deal with police brutality and racial violence types of cases. And being a prosecutor as you may know, means that you help investigate what takes place. And then if it looks like someone has committed a criminal act, you can bring charges against them. And we were working in federal court, which means United States courts, but there are also local courts as well that some of these things are prosecuted. And I did cases everywhere from California to Texas to North Carolina to Ohio and learned a lot about those parts of the country and met a lot of good people and saw some things that were pretty disturbing, but it was a great experience to have. Were there any big differences in the places you visited? Absolutely. That's a great question. Have you been outside of New York? Yes. Where have you been? I know I've been to, let me think. Is Florida out of New York? Yes, it definitely is out of New York. It's south. It's way south. I've been to Florida, and that's like the only place I know of. I've been there a couple times. 
So, you know, the places I was working were sometimes they were in cities, sometimes they were in small towns, sometimes they were in suburban towns. And the attitudes sometimes were different in different places. You could find good people everywhere you went. And I still believe that's true, but you can also find people who are not always so good. I do think that there are customs and traditions that are different in different parts of the country. And one of the things that I enjoyed was when I would go to a place, I would try to get to know some of the people there and at least, you know, somewhat to find out what were the traditions and what things people like to do, because that helped me understand the background of what had taken place. All right. And what inspired you to be the president of Pace University? So I grew up in Kentucky, and I grew up in a family that really believed strongly in education. Both my parents were the first generation in their family to go to college, and they really believed in it. And I was able to get a really good education in college, and I feel it changed my life. And so one of my goals in life is to try to work to make sure that everybody has that opportunity, if they want it, to go to college and get a great education. That sounds amazing. Can you tell me about the responsibilities you face every day? So my job is to help run Pace University. There are plenty of other people who are part of the team. It takes a team to run a university. And we have campuses, as you may know, in Manhattan and Lower Manhattan, as well as two in Westchester. And my job is to make sure that we have everything up and running, that the students are getting their education, that the faculty are able to do their work, and that the staff and everybody can work together to make this environment so that the students get the best possible education. And sometimes that means I travel around to various locations and see what's going on. I, I also like to teach myself because I like to have that experience of seeing what's going on. So those are some of the things I do. All right. And what would you say is the most difficult part of your job? Today's job at Pace University, I would say that we have so many great things going on, and sometimes it's hard to keep everything going at the same time. Sometimes it's hard to find some of the resources to do all the things you want to do. And I will say probably the biggest thing was we operated during the past few years with restrictions because of the pandemic. And, you know, we had rules about masks, we had rules about vaccinations, and we tried to set up systems that helped create a fair environment for everybody, but we also wanted to keep people safe. And sometimes that was really hard because sometimes people wanted to do things in different ways. And we weren't able to do it that way because we wanted to make sure that everyone was safe. And so I'd say probably the hardest thing that I've done in this job is trying to keep everything up and running during a very challenging time. And I bet these last two and a half years were tough for you too, right? Yeah, we had to do things virtually. And even though it was nice to stay at home, I kind of missed out on a lot of like socializing because I made a lot of kids at school. And since I don't really have any siblings at home, it was just like, I only really had my phone and my classmates online. Yeah. You know, I think older students 
whether they were in high school and are now in college or students who are in college, struggled with some of the same things. And we tried to do as much as in, in person as possible. But, you know, it was a mix. And the socialization was not the same. And some of the activities weren't quite the same. But we made it. And you made it. Yep. All right. And what do you enjoy most about your job? I like our students. I like working with our students and seeing them grow and develop. And it's really exciting. I've known some students since I got here at Pace and, you know, I see them graduate and they've grown and changed and they're doing really interesting things. And I like seeing that because that's one of the fun parts about being in education is you can see people really change and develop. Do you still talk to them to this day? Sometimes, sure. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's an email. Sometimes they come by. But yeah, I love to stay in touch with students. Well, do you have to help a lot of sad students? Because I know college, it can be very stressful. So do sometimes you have to act as like a support buddy to some students? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know if you've had teachers or principals help you, but that's very much part of the job. Now, you know, that's not what I do all day long. But what I'm trying to do is create a university where everyone is acting as support, you know, and even sometimes professors need support, too, because everybody has tough things happen to them. And in these past few years, I think a lot of people have had some tough times. So, you know, you want to create a community, Sonny, where everybody's trying to look out for each other. And sometimes that means that even someone like yourself might realize that someone who's much older has had something not so great happen. And it obviously means that someone like me should make sure that you're doing okay. And I try to say, hi, how are you? And I just actually ran into a student today and I had seen this student doing a class, a dance class. And I said, how are you? And how are you enjoying your time? And he's a a first year and he said he was loving it. And I was like, that is really great. And of course, that's an easy one, right? Because all I have to do is say, that's great. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people say to me, well, I'm actually not so happy right now. And then I need to ask a few more questions or see if there's anything I can do. All right. Do you think you've built a big and positive community? I would like to think that we're doing that. I'm sure that there's some people who feel that it's better and some people who feel there's still work to be done. But I think overall it is. Um, Do you feel your school is a good community to be in? Yeah. Well, as a class representative, if anyone's like sad or anything, I want to like ask them questions like how they're feeling and if they need to go to like the guidance counselor or the social worker. That's great. That's great. So you'll help other students find the help they need. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. That means you're a leader. Yeah, I try to be. So good for you. Not always you could be a leader, but I try to in the most positive way possible. That's great. I'm sure you're really good at it. Mm-hmm. And what kind of goals do you hope to achieve in the next few years of your career? So I'm very focused on trying to make pace um, even better and stronger and make sure good students like you come to PACE and have great experiences. And so that means making sure that we keep our buildings in good shape and we're going to be doing some renovations. We've done some. We're going to do more of that. 
making sure to hire people that will teach well, and also to make sure that we're keeping up because the world is changing and everything from artificial intelligence to all sorts of technology innovations, we want to make sure that all that is incorporated into the education our students get. And so my job is to not do it all, but to sort of help keep everything on track and make sure that the right people are doing the right things. And, you know, sometimes things happen and they're not always perfect. Mm -hmm. And so we have to sort that out as well. But I think in the next few years, I'm going to be very excited to see how we can respond to the world as it's changing post the pandemic and make sure that the students like yourselves well, you're, you won't be in college for a few years, but students yeah. who are a little older than you are going to be coming into college. And some of you have had experiences that are challenging. And so we want to make sure that we support you and help you to succeed in college as well. Yeah. Even though I'm young, I know I'm going to put Pace University on my university list. Oh, I would love that. I would love you to come because I think you have what it takes to be very successful. I can tell. What advice would you give kids my age? Well, I would say that besides all the obvious things like working hard and, you know, doing well at school, I think also trying to pursue some sort of interests outside of school, whether it's snakes or something else. And some people like music, some people like sports, some people like volunteering in their community, I think it's good to do things that that help you understand something else besides school and work with people from different backgrounds. I used to like to go around to different areas with my family and see the way other people lived. And I think that whether it's going down to Florida or just going to part of Jersey uh, or wherever you can go, it's good to see different things and learn about different people and talk to them. I think talking to people is probably the most interesting thing to do, at least to my mind. So I would encourage you to get to know your friends and your family, of course, but also get to know a little bit of a world outside of your immediate surroundings. Okay. So when you were young, did you travel a lot? You know, we did some, we used to go to state parks and we would do some trips And my parents were very interested in different cultures and different traditions. And so we would try to understand that. And I got to know how to talk to older people, too, which is something that's a good skill. And that's a way you can learn and develop a mentor, which is, you know, a concept that we have. Even at my age, I still have mentors. And I'm guessing at your age, you have mentors and you're going to have mentors. And sometimes mentors are teachers. Sometimes they're aunts and uncles or friends of the family or, you know, a coach or, you know, whatever, someone in in a religious organization. But I think it's really good to develop people that you can ask questions to and who you might be able to learn from, because that's one of the great things about being young. Everybody's happy to tell you about, their life and what they've learned. And you can get so much out of that. So I would just say, be open to asking questions. You know what my father said to me, this is one of the wisest things they said to me. 
and I'll ask you the question. Okay. What is everyone's favorite topic? Hmm, let me think. Everyone's favorite topic? I mean, I wouldn't say this would be everyone's, but I feel like a lot of people's favorite topics are like and things like interest in their life or like money. Okay, so that is a really good answer. What my dad said is everyone's favorite topic is themselves. Mm. So today you're asking me about me, and I'm telling you about me, but I'm also trying to suggest things that might be interesting to you. Okay. But if you're ever in a situation and you don't know what to say to somebody, say, oh, so where did you grow up? And what did you do? And what was the most interesting experience you had? And I can almost promise you that people will be happy to share with you that bit because they like talking about themselves and they don't have people like you asking them about it all the time. So if you're ever stuck for conversation, just ask them some interesting question about themselves. And they're usually happy to give you that. I mean, I can relate to that. I do like to ask people, well, ask me some questions. Or when me and my mom are at a restaurant, I'm like, search up some questions to ask me. And I just enjoy answering them. There you go. So you like it too. Yep. Should we talk about what happens when you don't succeed? Have you ever had an experience where you didn't succeed? Yeah, I have a lot. And what happens when that takes place? Well, when I don't succeed, I usually try to find out, like, why. Like, I know not every time you can succeed, but I want to know if there's, like, any way I can improve myself. So I try to get, like, constructive criticism uh -huh. or, like, someone that can help me, like, figure out what's the problem. If it's, like, something in math or something, I'll try to study it and see if I can master it. And has that worked out? Yeah. Good. Like, I remember when I couldn't do division, like long division. Like, I had a lot of trouble with it because it would be so confusing since there were so many steps. So my teacher, she had showed me di this different method. And when I used it, I realized, oh, this is the easiest way. And I started to help other students because I learned how to do it. And I wanted to help others. That's great. You know, I had trouble my first year in college with my math class, which was calculus. And I had done mm -hmm. pretty well in math in high school, but this was much harder. And I went to the teacher and I said, I'm having a lot of trouble. And the teacher said, well, you should try to find a tutor. So I ended up finding a tutor and I worked really hard. And I didn't get a great grade, but I got a passing grade. And it's a good story for me to remember because anytime someone comes to college, it's a transition. And like for you, I'm guessing that when you go to high school, it'll feel like a transition and maybe bigger and tougher academically or something, sometimes tougher socially. And it's good to remember that there are ways to get that help and that you can usually work it out and that everyone goes through this. Almost everyone I know, I'd say everyone I know has had some tough experience. So I'm glad you've already been through that because you're going to have that experience to remember when you have a roadblock some point and you'll remember how you got through it before. Yep. And you'll have confidence. Right? It reminds me from going to elementary to junior high because before elementary, I would have two teachers, a gym teacher 
and like a classroom I would be in all day to teach in different subjects in one classroom. But now in junior high, I have a locker and I have to like bring my books everywhere. I have to go to different classes. Yeah. I have a schedule that I have to follow. You have to be so, organized, don't you? Yeah. So it's been kind of a big difference with having to get to class and stuff. So I will tell you, that's a really great experience to have. High school will probably be another level. And then in college, one of the things that happens is that you will have more choices. And so in some ways that sounds better, but it also means you have to really keep on track and like find your way from one building to another and stuff like that. And uh, you're more independent because your family isn't necessarily watching over you all the time. So it's yeah. it's good to to be organized and to manage your time. That's a really great skill to learn. So I know you're going to be very successful. I just know it. All right. Thank you. From what I've heard, college has its, a lot of pros and cons, but I feel like there's more like cons than pros. Because why do you say that? Because in college, the pros are like you have more freedom. You meet or like closer friends because now that there's like people you meet, they're adults. They're like more mature and they won't betray you or like do dumb things that like younger kids would do. So you could build better relationships. You're able to go to parties. You have more freedom. But the cons are it's a lot of stress. Some people, if they don't have like a loan, they could go into debt and they have to like work multiple jobs. Then they might become extremely stressed because if they pick a major and they realize it's hard, they might realize like, oh, I spent all this money and I can't do it. They want to quit, drop out. So it's a lot. And there might be pressure from the family to get this higher and like good degree. And then the stresses might make them feel overwhelmed. So you're right that the expectations are higher. But remember, you're also going to be older then. And there's a lot of support. It's just one thing that some people don't do is they don't take advantage of the support. There you always have an advisor. There's usually centers if you're having an academic problem, like there's usually a center where you can learn how to do math or you can work on your writing. And there's centers if you're not feeling happy and you need to sort of, you know, have some help and support on that and your wellness. I mean, I think you're right that college, the expectations are more, but you'll have more ability to do things. Mm-hmm. And of course, college may not be the right choice for everyone, but I think I think for many people, college is really an important way to not only get a great education, but get a really good job. And, you know, even things like money, there's a way to organize your time. So if you need to work at a job, you work certain hours and you save. But yeah. um, they're good choices and there are lots of people to help you. But you're right that it's not always easy and you do have to plan. And sometimes you have to correct what you've done. But I just, I don't know. I get the sense you're going to be really successful. And, you know, which is not to say life is going to be easy, but that you have a realistic idea of what it's going to take. Yeah, because I, I have to go to college for what I want to be because I want to be a neurologist and an investor. Yeah. So I need to work hard and try to get good grades so that I could get possibly a scholarship. 
Exactly. And I think you're going to be well prepared to do it. And look, there are going to be people along the way, like like this organization, New York Edge, GA, and people at your school, maybe some community-based groups who can help you as well. And people in your family or your friends or whatever. Lots of people will be there to help you. You just sometimes have to remember to ask. Mm-hmm. All right. And what do you ultimately want to become? Oh, my goodness. I want to become just like you, Sonny. Oh, wow. Curious and positive. You know, I'm still on my journey, and I don't know. I just know that I want to make the world better. And if I can meet people and help them make their lives better, whether it's through education or something else, that's a good day for me if I feel that I've made a difference in someone's life. So, um, Well, thank you. I think you've made it in the books with how much you've impacted the world and Pace University. And how would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as a good person, a good father, a good citizen, and someone who made some people's lives anyway better. All right. Yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, I want to say that I am so pleased to have spent this time with you. Thank you. And I hope that anybody who listens to this is as inspired as I am by your determination and your intelligence. And I'm really pleased to meet you, Sonny. Thank you. I'm pleased to meet you, too. Marvin, thank you so much for being with us on the show today. And we ask all our guests the same question at the end of the show. If you could go back in time and speak to yourself when you were 13, what's the one piece of advice you would give yourself? I think I would say try not to be too worried about how it's all going to turn out. Know that if you work hard and you're open to new experiences, And obviously, you need to have some plan, but the plans change a lot. And to know that you don't know exactly what's going to happen in your life and what opportunities are going to present themselves. And so sometimes I, as a kid, I wanted to sort of know how everything was going to work out. And sometimes you just can't know for sure. And I guess the other thing I'd say is to really appreciate your family, because I really feel like I was a very lucky kid in that regard. I agree with all of those. Well, Marvin, this was such a pleasure. What an amazing conversation. And Sonny, great job. Thank you. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Sonny over at Pace real soon. Yeah, I've heard some good things about them. Thanks for listening to Formative, a production of New York Edge. I'm your host, Rachel Gazdick. My co-host today was Sunny from MS452K in Brooklyn. She was assisted by Denise. Season four of Formative is brought to you by the generous support of Macy's Inc. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Racecar. This episode was produced by Tasha A.F. Lemley. Post-production by Alex Brower. Original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production management by Gabriella Montekin. Thanks to the whole team here at New York Edge for making this series possible. Never miss an episode of Formative by subscribing to the series at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.